You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market. And Vortex Canada, the force of optics. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430 episode 70. Oh yeah, you better believe it. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jeff Coates. He's joining us, but guess what everybody? We got him to Canada. He is no longer in Maryland. He is in Canada. We're not letting him leave. I'm going down to PEI next weekend. We're going to take him hostage. We're not letting him go back. Anyways, we're going to get on to episode 70. We got a short crew on with us tonight. Ryan's away on some personal stuff. Mark is in Newfoundland visiting family. Phil may jump on when he gets off uh, from keeping the world a safer place. But we got Dave all the way to from Concordon on with us. <laughs> and the man himself just did to drive him and his beautiful wife came all the way from Maryland today. Just getting into PEI, just getting settled in. I believe he's only on his first drink. And he said that he'd come and hang out with us tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Coates. Dare I say the sixth member of the Union 0430 podcast. I would say. I would say. I would say say so. This is this is what episode. uh, This is the third time you've been on. Look at that. eh? Did you see where it came from? I did. All right. I'm just, I'm just saying, I just want you guys to know I'm prepared, man. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, when you meet up with the rest of the boys, they'll be sure to, to, to throw that right in your face to make sure that you do have it. So, oh. and I, and I come prepared. Um, yeah, we're going to get, we're going to get into that. Um, because, uh, our, our goal to getting bird dog whiskey into Canada. Um, we need it just because having to pay duty on this stuff to get it across the border to come. It's, it's a, it's a nightmare. So we got to get bird dog whiskey into Canada. So we don't have to uh, tie Jeff up when he comes across the border with, uh, with bird dog whiskey for us. Hey, there, there, there's a movie called the mule and like, yeah, it didn't really- <laughs> Well, you know what I'm saying? There's not much yeah. difference between you and Clint Eastwood either, though, right? I see a I lot of maybe, <laughs> a lot of similarities. Maybe younger by just by a slight bit, just a little bit younger. <laughs> not much. Dave, I know I, you really want to talk to Jeff tonight because you got a surprise. Well, I just want to say duty is a killer because I have been searching high and low for a Jeff Coates decoy. And I finally got one. Bam. Where'd you find that? My buddy Jordan found it. Yes. Yes. He, he, he actually, he actually called me one morning. I think that's about, I would, I don't know. I, I'll guess it's 2008 or 2009. In my mind, I imagine that these pellets that are in it were shot by you. But by, by you that were with me while shooting. Wait, <laughs> time out. Jeff and Judy guys. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. They're, yeah, they're I'll, see, I'll see you guys in a week, Jeff and Judy. They'll oh, yeah. see you. They're, they're excited about you getting here. I'm sorry. I would I would guess that's like 2008. It's 2015, it says, is when you no, signed that's what, it. That's, that's when, when you signed, signed it. it. Yeah. If there a little, um, there's a little stamp. Look in the tails. Is there a little stamp? Like real small? Yeah, 2011. Okay, in 2011. All right. I'm, okay. I'm off, off a couple years. I'm sorry. That, that's pretty interesting. So I don't know if the camera awesome. will pick that up. I, I, I love the stamp. Pitboss stamped that's, it. That's cool. Awesome. Awesome. It's beautiful. Excellent I'm work there, buddy. Glad you have it. Thank you. Yeah. It. Uh, but speaking of duty like that, UPS, what a shit show that place is. If you ship <laughs> something across the border and you use UPS, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It costs the same price as the decoy just for the duty. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. I believe so, that. It, it, kind of statute of limitations on anything there should be a statute of limitations on ups being a company right now <laughs> holy i'm a little angry about it but 
I don't know this. I don't know this for a fact, but I was told to get to get some silhouettes shipped from the United States to PEI. The let's say this the silhouettes were it was a pretty good order, but let's say it was seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. The shipping, the shipping and duties was five, just over five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's, that's insane. It is insane. So Craig Mintz from Real from Real Geese Decoys, Craig will put on deals every once in a while where he'll have free shipping for continental U.S. and yep. and so like people will ask Dave and I, hey, is that free shipping for us here in Canada? And we got to say no. Because Craig, Craig would lose his shirt if he had to do free shipping up to Canada. He would but, lose yep. his shirt. But you know how to avoid duty. Our friends, Canadian Waterfowl, waterfowl Supplies. supplies. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just saying, if you guys are looking for anything, there's a way. That's a huge sticker. That's awesome. Um, but you know I what? Wanna... You have to pay duty on no matter what. Yeah. For dog whiskey. It's not in Canada. Not in Canada. There's so you got to pay duty on it. Yeah. Maybe it's time that those boys uh picked up the slack and brought that stuff up to us. Uh I think so. CBO. I think so. Yo, let's get on it. Um I do want to buy the container. Yeah, Yeah, no doubt. Um, I want to touch on a couple things. So, Jeff, you probably don't know this, but by the time that the show airs on Monday. Dave and I will have had uh, pulled off our third or fourth, our fourth um, hunt camp where we literally put the invite out across our entire social media. And we say, listen, these are the dates. Um, Why don't we get together and hunt? It it costs us uh, X number of dollars. Um, we have a guide, we have accommodations, we have food, everything's squared away. All you got to do is get yourself there with your gun license and ammo. We take care of the rest. So tomorrow, um, everybody is going to come together with this, with this new veteran guide that I found a friend of mine. He's the chair of a Ducks Unlimited chapter called Highland Waterfowl Guide Service. He's put together a fantastic weekend for us. Um, and we've got 60, uh, 13, 13 people from all across Ontario are going to flood into this area. And we're going to have some good time, have some drinks, have some great food, shoot some birds, and just hang out and do what this entire sport lifestyle is meant to be. And that is just be good people and hang out and have a laugh. And the birds are just a, a secondary. I can't wait. October, October 15th and 16th. Yes, sir. 15th, 16th, 17th. We got a, we got a sun, we got a Sunday hunt in there. We'll do that super early Sunday morning, get back clean birds, clear out of the, clear out of the cottages and everybody is off to home. We'll talk more about that weekend. And then I get back here. I got some admin to do at home. And then I pack up my truck and I've got Steve Segulik and Josh Reed hopping aboard with me. And we're heading to PEI to hunt with you and Geoff. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome. I feel, I sort of kind of feel bad for, well, I feel bad for Dave because Dave really wanted to come and he can't because Dave's got a real job. And he's got responsibilities that he can't get away from. But I also feel bad for everybody on social media, Jeff, because they are going to be flooded with video and posts about the two of us getting together and actually hunting. And that's going to add a little bit of salt to Dave's wound there as well. Because I'm turning off social media for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah. so the, some of the backstory, the whole thinking of you, we are. That is about what we are doing in the moment currently. Those who are not with us, we are thinking of you because you should be with us doing this. That's right. That's right. That's what I. That's what I think. Absolutely, and uh, I know it seems like you know um, you and I. We text back and forth, Jeff. We talk on the phone. Um, 
you know, we're in constant contact with one another. And it seems like we've known each other and the same with Dave, you know, it seems like the three of us have all known one another for so long, but yet I'm, I'm finally going to get to meet you in a, in just over a week. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked to say the least. But I think that's where. Good. Go Dave. No, no. I was just going to say that's kind of where like the whole um, bird hunting, like especially duck hunting is like a brotherhood, you know, all the people are kind of joined by one thing and that's their passion for this little bird that everyone just wants to go after and they have that connection. So it's, I don't know. I think that's kind of what ties it all together. And and that's kind of a message we've been trying to get out too. is like, there's more to bird hunting than just sharing your pictures on Instagram and becoming famous. Right. Like, so yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. Robbie, Robbie Shaw here at Shaw. Oh, Karen, Karen's phone's ringing. <laughs> Robbie Shaw was here this evening and I said, Hey, I said, Damien and boys are coming. They're going to be in number 19. He's like, Oh yeah, I got them. I got them booked in. He's like, you know, who are they? What are they? I said, man, it's, it's, it's the Punisher Waterfowl podcast. I said, it's the union zero four thirty podcast. I said, they're just guys that are, they profess not to be professional, but they are guys that love the common bond is they love hanging out with each other and they love chasing waterfowl. And, mm-hmm. and, and Jeff was standing there too. And I like that, that's what it's all about. You know, it, it really is. And R- Robbie himself, his son, you know, they, they love to hunt when, when Damon, when you get here. So this is n- number 19 is right behind us here. And yeah. there's, there's a, there's a bean field right out in front of us where the sun sets and Brackley Bay is right out in front of us. And there, there's blinds right here on, on the water, right in front of us. Oh, wow. So I, I don't want to take anything away from, uh, from Brackley beach and, and, and the whole bit, but Dave really got into something and then you sort of touched on it, Jeff. And, and it'd be yeah, really, it. in, it'd be really interesting to, to hear your thoughts on it. Cause Dave and I have talked about this. And one thing that, that we are seeing amongst our, and I, I don't want to say peers, but it's people that we know and people that we're coming across, but it seems, it seems like our generation. So I'm, I'm 45. Um, Dave's a couple years younger, but it seems like our generation is starting. It's starting to 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 fade away. Like it 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 doesn't seem like there's as many of us that's willing to do the work anymore. And and I don't mean my generation isn't willing to do the work anymore. It's the younger generation. They just, they want, they want birds instant. They don't want to do the work and, and they don't want to put the time in, in, into doing it. Like it, it's gotta be an instant gratification right off the bat. And, you know, Jeff, you've been doing this for a long time and I'm not trying to date you by no means, but you've seen you've seen the evolution over, you know, the past number of years, you know, like what's your thoughts on this? So first off, I want to say once again, in the trio here, I'm the oldest guy. And that seems to be the history. When I go to Texas (laughs) Teal, wherever I go these days, I look to see if there's somebody older than me. And, you know, quite often there's not. So that says a lot about your pedigree, buddy. That does. (laughs) That's what that does. <laughs> you're, you're full breed. You're a full breed right there. I'm full. I don't know about the breed, but I definitely am full. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I, I, so I, I do have to say, like, um, let's see. How do, how do I want to I, – I heard all what you said. I do want to say this. Quite often here recently, I don't want to be doom and gloom, but I, mm-hmm. I do think that especially in Atlantic Flyway, in the U.S., Atlantic Flyway, there there is like major reductions coming our way. My mm-hmm. my sea duck season went from 107 days to 60 days. It went from a five bird limit, no more than four scoters. It went from a five bird limit, no more than four of any of the sea ducks, scoter, old squall, or eider. I, I I tell guys, younger guys, like, hey, when we start talking about this kind of thing, that you know the eastern mallard population is down. They're talking about that number is going to be reduced. And I, I tell we currently we have a 60 day duck regular duck season a six bird limit i was like hey do you remember the three uh the 30 day 30 debate excuse me 30 day duck season three birds a day and they're like like what are you talking about 
Yeah. Like when I first started duck hunting, our, our, the full duck season was 30 days and it was three birds and like hardly anybody duck hunted because nobody really went for, uh, I don't know about the 30 days, but they didn't go for the, th- the three birds. And in, in our area, especially Maryland, you know, goose hunting was much more popular there. So pretty much guys that duck hunted kind of when the 30 day season came about, they went more over it to, to, you know, to shooting geese. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it is, we've been very fortunate and please remember me back in if, if I go off on a tangent, but we've been very fortunate over the last, you know, 18, 19, 20 years that we've had a very liberal season here in the Atlantic flyway where we do have a 60 day duck season, not a 45 day duck season and not a 30 day duck season, but especially with COVID the past two seasons, U S fish and wildlife, not getting into Canada, nobody counting any birds. I really mm-hmm. kind of feel like, you know, the numbers are, they're going to kind of reel things back in and the liberal mm-hmm. seasons are going to become more conservative. Our AP Canada goose that, that get um, nestled on the Ungava, Ungava Peninsula, mm-hmm. it's it down to a it's a thirty mosquito. It's down to a thirty. There, I got him. It's down to a thirty day one bird season for our resident. I'm not sorry, not resident, but our migratory AP the Atlantic population Canada goose. Uh, I, I, again, I don't want to be doom and gloom, but like think things are kind of kind of on a yeah. downward swing. And I think too, with the younger generation, like they see that they can go out to a field and do their scouting and be like, oh, there's birds there. I know I'm going to have a good hunt. And then they know it. Right. Whereas with the ducks, like they can scout and those ducks, they'll be, they'll piss you off half the time. Right. So it's like, oh, I don't. And then also on top of that, a goose is a goose. Like if Canada geese are in the field, you know, you're getting Canada geese when it comes to duck hunting. Like, you don't know, there might be some, you know, uncommon bird that comes in and then you got to know what you're shooting when it's flying there they don't you don't want to put that work into it to start it's it's a tough thing to learn is what those birds are on the fly right like mm-hmm. so there's that about yeah, for it sure. too so yeah I, I mean with my guiding I, I i get a mixed group of people and generally typically man like the, the age group i would say becomes older and older and i'll have you know fathers say that their sons are just not you know and, and daughters you're just mm-hmm. not interested in they want they they're they're you know the instant gratification they quite often i really hear and i, I love technology i truly do i mean if i if you follow along with yeah. me yeah. technology yeah i do you know but yeah, like i know and like my, my son my son's into playing video games he's not he's like yeah i tried he shot a couple times and you know he, he's not he, this is not his world he wants to sit he wants to sit on a computer and play or sit on his phone yeah. and play games and, and that's 100%. the other thing like I don't get is some kids are playing this um, I hunt or wild hunt or something like that. And it's got like a celebrity hunter. It's got Remy. Is it Remy Warren? Yeah. yeah. Hunting in Remy, it. Yeah. Yeah. I so know. Remy's, I know who he is. I don't. Yeah. Know him so he's the guy that's uh, a special character in this game and kids are playing that game and you look at them and you're like, Hey, do you want to go actual hunting? Well, do we have to sit and just wait for the birds or wait for the deer to come in? Well, yeah. Well, no, I'm just going to do it on my computer and I can shoot 10 deer in one minute. Right. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Technology, man. I know what you're saying, but, yeah. but I hear you. I hear you, Jeff. Like I've got, I've got a son and a daughter. Um, my daughter, um, this, she just, she's a sports kid and just wants to play sports. Um, get, and she's 15 years old and appreciates sleep more than anything. Um, so I'm not getting her up to go hunt. And my son is exactly like your son. Like, so m- my son will come out turkey hunting because he loves turkey hunting. But it's a one sit. Every time he's come up, come out, it's been one sit. We sit down. Two hours later, we're back home because we get our bird and, and then that's done. And then he's back to playing his games and, and stuff. And I'm holding out hope that someday he will say, you know what, I, I, I really want to spend some time with my dad and I, I want to go out with him, right? But I'm not forcing it on him by no means. Um, he's a good kid, does well in school, gives me no grief. I'm not going to try and push my, you know, hobbies onto him. But when I'm, when I'm talking, I don't know if I talked about this on the last episode. I took one of Dave and I's... Uh, Bet, uh, real good friends out the last couple nights we've been out hunting and um 
when we get to the launch, we're talking to people at the boat launch and people are like, oh yeah, you're seeing lots of birds. We scared a lot of them, but we didn't shoot any. And, and I said to my, to our friend, and I was like, listen, I said, you know why fellas aren't shooting birds is because they're not putting the work in to hiding. And there's birds, like everyone is saying there's no birds around. We have birds. There's a lot of birds now. Um, but they're at this point, they're decoy shy because they've been just blasted every time they've skirted a, a, a setup, right? So now they're just, they're not coming in, they're not landing. And what's happening is fellas are just taking these crazy shots to try and not on a, you know, on a prayer, trying to knock birds down. Um, and you're just educating birds and now they're not, now they're not coming into the spread and it makes it hurt. But if these people would have just put in a little bit of extra time to hide, then the birds would have come in and worked for them the way that, that they intended for them. And they probably would have got a couple of birds out of it, but it, and, and this is a really big explanation onto the fact that people just don't want to seem to put the work in anymore. They just, they, they want, Hey, I'm, I'm going out. Um, so here are the questions that I see all the time. What's the best ammunition? What's the best semi-automatic shotgun? What's everything's got to be faster better quicker what's the best choke what choke do i need yeah what choke do i need and and no one wants it listen go buy and and i get it Am, ammo is expensive and i get it time means something but there's only one asking on facebook is not going to get you the answer that you want the only way you're going to get the answer that you want is put a piece of cardboard up and shoot it and then you will find out am i happy with this spread am i happy with this choke um and, and I get it, like it's expensive and, and you've got a trial trial and error, but you're not going to get those answers on Facebook. You're not. My, my favorite post this week was the guy who posted um, on one of the Ontario hunting forums. My buddy tells me I can't shoot swans. Is that true? Well, it tells you right there in the... In the regs. In the regs, right? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Roll... Uh, Rule number so, two, when you're in my boat, shoot what you can afford. Yep. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. one's a $10,000 fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> up to but you it just, if you can afford it. But it just, it just, you know, and, and I get it, you know, especially the young kids um, at 18, 19 years old. I know, I know this is a crazy, ridiculous, expensive hobby to have. Uh, I get it that you're never, ever quite content with your setup, your boat, your rig. You're always looking to improve, uh, to, to increase your chances on, on getting more birds. And, and I understand it. Um, but listen, I started with uh, the old duck cloth, uh, that duck fabric jacket with no decoys, with a single shot cooey and two and three quarter inch shells. And I killed birds. I didn't kill a ton of birds but I killed birds. Um, but I tell you, those days were the most fun I ever had because we had two shotguns between four buddies and it was, we just shared the shotgun back and forth. And, okay. You had your shot. You missed my turn now. And, and you know, like those were the things that were just, those were the memories that I, that I'll always take back to when I was 15, 16 years old and, and just starting at this, um, I just, I just wish some of the, some of the younger kids would just sit back and, and soak it all in for what it is, because it's not really just about shooting birds. Right. I think we can all agree on that. Like it, it's more about um, the, the circle that you, you surround yourself with. I, I think it's just a sign of the times, the, in, the need for instant gratification, the need for, um, doing stuff at all times right um in particular my hunt i want to say it was last weekend but i think that was thanksgiving and i only hunted anyway whatever day it was there was i went out and i brought my whole spread in my new canoe and i went out and i noticed two more groups show up and they were both young groups and i set up far away put my spread out just put the jerk rig out no motion ducks nothing right and sat there first light comes on and all of a sudden both those groups just hammering on their calls 
They're going nuts. Sure as shit, they have three, four Robo Ducks each, and both of them are exactly the same. Both of them are blowing their calls as loud and as much as possible. And I sat there. I didn't didn't use my call once. And I tell you, I think I had more birds circling my decoys than they did. Just less was more there, right? So take that for something too, right? Enjoy the sunset, enjoy the sunrise, whatever it is, less is more. So, so I have said, like, again, amongst us three, I'm the oldest guy. The, <laughs> the older I get, two things I understand. Everything is relative. Relative what I have done and what, what you've done. What I haven't done and what you haven't done. So what's, you come to Maryland, I, Karen and I, we love seafood. Seafood is very readily available to us. So maybe it's not, it's, I won't say it's not that important to us, but it's something that we have, you know, very often it's very readily available. Somebody coming from Ohio, Tennessee, Oklahoma, seafoods, they don't get fresh seafood. They don't have seafood because, you know, uh, mm -hmm. geographically, regionally where they're from, and seafood is very important to them. So what I'm trying to say is, again, everything is relative. Um, that's number one. And, and number two, getting back to the kind of the age difference, I love social media. I love technology. I, I've had my best example of this is I had two fathers with two sons. The fathers loved Facebook. The, the son, one son was 15, the other was 16. They're like, hey, Jeff, tell me about what you think about Facebook. The sons both say, like in unison, Facebook's for old people. Instagram's worse. That's, that's where we're at. It's Instagram. And it's, it's just, it is very, again, it's to me, I'm trying to really, I'm rambling, but what I'm trying to say is I think quite often all the, what we do is very, very relative. Yeah. And that's another example of like Facebook, you got to scroll through and you see this, everyone has a story attached Instagram. It's instant, instant grad. Like you can go through and just flip through 500,000 pictures, right? It's, you know, yep. even the videos, like the TikToks and all that stuff. It used to be YouTube. Well, now people are trying to cram in as much information to one or two or three minute videos, Ooh. right? And that's, it's narrowing it down more, right? So, so very interesting. You just brought this up and I totally forgot about it, but Bobby Hayes um, from Ducklander Calls sent me a message um, the, uh, one day early this week. So YouTube, um, so YouTube has been constantly evolving, constantly changing, um, especially when it comes to the hunting world and, and what product gets put out to the masses. So up until now, um, as long as it wasn't grotesque or, or inhumane, I would hazard to say that YouTube allowed those videos, those hunting videos to be able to be shown but they are going to clamp down within the next few months clamp down to the point that um, any, any picture video, anything showing a, a, a dead animal will automatically get you in YouTube jail. Um, he sent, I'll put that up. I'll put that up on our social media just so everybody can see it um, because it, it's not fake news. Um, it, it is something that, that YouTube is going to do. Um, and, and I think for people like us and same with you, Jeff, like um, YouTube and, and you, you are living proof of someone that, that has embraced technology and has used it to the best of, your ability to benefit and promote and, and grow uh, the pit boss waterfowl world. So, you know, how many more people are out there that, that YouTube, this decision by YouTube is, is going to affect. And now we need, and it's on us. Um, it's on us as the hunters that it's now our responsibility to figure out a way to, still show our content to be able to grow and promote ourselves while staying within the guidelines of, of a company like this. And honestly, like I'm, I'm surprised it's taken them this long to come out with this, this type of rule, because for, for everybody that's like pit boss waterfowl, that's showing humane uh, dispatches of animals and, and birds and all that stuff. Th we do have the absolute, 
fucking idiots that just put the worst stuff up and which is what makes it bad for the rest of us. Right. So I will put that up on social media just so that everyone can see that uh, I'm not just pulling this out of my butt and, and it is 100% real, but um, do you, do you not remember a few years ago? I hazard to say 2018, 2019 um, YouTube did demonetization for guns as well. Yes. And there was actually people that they're like, we can't show our gun content. And that's all we do is manufacture guns. So they actually switched to um, adult film type platforms before new platforms were made for the outdoors. But they switched like there were certain gun companies that were like you'd go to pornhub.com slash gun manufacturer and it would be their videos from YouTube. But that was the only way that they were showing them then. It was a weird time. I'm serious. Pornhub? I swear. I swear, buddy. What is 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 that? the link. Yeah, what web page did you just say? I'm not, I'm not familiar. Yeah, I'm not, Corn, I'm not familiar. Pornhub? Oh, corn. <laughs> <laughs> not, not familiar with it. Never heard of it. Yeah. Um, I only yeah. saw gun manufacturing. And for those of the people that can't see and they're listening, Jeff is <laughs> Jeff is in the common area of his chalet, and Karen is across <laughs> is across the room, and he's like, "I have no idea what they're talking about, honey. No idea." What... <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So anyway, what I was trying to say is now they've actually there's a different company that made a new. It's like a YouTube for outdoors. I forget the okay. name of it, but that's what it all came out of. Is from okay. all that stuff. I forget the name of the new place now, but um, it hopefully it takes off and it does well. Yeah, right? I hope I hope so. And I think maybe that's something that, that that we should be looking into. Not that I'm I'm anti YouTube because I understand the reasoning behind it, um, especially when it comes to um, people that that don't want to see it, how easily they can have access to it or how easily it could just pop up into their feed. Right. Um, so I, I'm not anti YouTube. I'm surprised it's taken them this long to, to make that decision, to be honest with you. Um, but it, it's, it now falls on us to, again, to be the more responsible people and, and show just like as gun owners, we're the safest people as, as, legal gun owners we're we're safe we're responsible we do what we're supposed to do and we abide by the rules um and this is just another example of us it's just another hoop for us to jump through and you know you you can get mad and complain about it all you want but at the end of the day it's it's not going to change anything just so you know i just sent you the link from reddit talking about what i was just saying just so that people aren't like yeah right dave bullshit (laughs) about a you porn uh a pornhub link I, I guess, walking back in i don't know what i don't know what you're talking about are you lying no i never lie <laughs> jeff okay so we we beat this all to death now listen give us your 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 come up from maryland you're you're in you're in pei for two weeks it's going to be seven days before I get there. What's the next week looking like for you and Karen? Well, first off, you talk about jumping through hoops. Do you know how many hoops we had to jump through to get here right now? Yeah, so that's good. So actually, why don't you start off with that and talk about how, you know, three weeks ago, you and Karen were, were doing flyby tests of covid just to make sure that you were going to get across it. So I'll just leave it to you and let you well, have the mic for a bit. <laughs> well, thank you very much. All right. So <laughs> listen, yeah, you have to amongst, amongst other things, you have to have a negative test within 72 hours in Maryland, where we're at, a lot of people get tested. So we were like, like we better, if we want to leave on, on Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, we better get tested to see how quickly do we get these results because we don't want to drive, you know, um, 17 hours driving to get here. We don't want to drive 17 hours and not be able to get into the country. So we, right. we there was a lot of, uh, you know, a thought process that went into this to make sure that, you know, we, we, we really, really want to get here. We were very disappointed last year. We did not get here. Um, this is 
uh, my fourth fourth year that I'm here, Karen's third year that she's been here, and we really last year, Karen especially was very very bummed out that we did not get here. So, um, all right, look, I ramble. I want to jump on to something else, but I'm going to come back to how many yeah. humps, uh, you you go for it, buddy. All right, so look, I at my age, I'm about the experience. So when we come to when we come to PEI, we're going to shoot geese or we get, we're going to shoot five geese or we're going to shoot six black ducks yeah maybe maybe mm-hmm. not but i become the tourist i want to see everything else that pei has to offer i'm all about i'm all about the hunting all about the shooting all about all about all of the waterfowl experience that's here but i want to see what else does pei have to offer bluefin tuna i want to go i'm going to go visit the teacup i want to see this is like the all supposedly all in the, in the states 90% of the mussels that we eat in the United States come from PEI. I want to go see, I love eat, I love eating, I, I love eating mussels. I want to go see where these things are grown, you know? Yeah. So it's all about the experience. When I go, when I went to St. Paul Island to shoot King Eider, man, the King Eiders are cool. I want to get on the crab boat. I want to see what these guys, the deadliest catch guys are doing. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm all about the experience and seeing what else. I want to be the tourist and everything that the area has to offer I want to go do and see when I'm there to when I'm there to shoot ducks and geese, geese and ducks. I want to see everything else that they have going on. I did watch your video of you with the blue fin tuna a couple of years ago. That was that was pretty crazy. Thank you. We got it lined up. Uh, Karen's going to hang on this this minute, and we have a, a a four day window that hopefully she will. She I got to do it last time. She's going to do it this time. She loves the fish, and. Uh, uh, I truly, I hope her, her, I hope her tuna is bigger than mine. Yeah. So, absolutely. so to swing, swing back, we did do a lot of testing on these tests to see how we're going to get it into the country. We had to get a PEI pass, which actually online was very easy. Yeah. Time passed along. We drove through New Brunswick. So we had to get a new Brunswick pass. Then we had Karen, what's that called? Enter. Arrive can. arrive can we had to go to the federal government level we had to within 72 hours of our, upon our arrival we had to get that in, in place and put in motion and and once we got across the bridge here in pei and damon i guess you're gonna have to do it too they stuck you know they took stuck swabs up our nose i haven't got a phone call he said if you don't get a phone call in two hours you're good to go but you know we got we got swabbed and we we were like Ducks that we shoot for avian influenza, we got swabbed, man. So <laughs> I've I've it made was, it this far in COVID without getting swabbed yet. And now well, when ooh. you come across the, <laughs> it, it is the, the Confederation Bridge is the longest bridge in the world over ice covered water. Now it's not ice covered water right now, but right. the bridge is pretty impressive. 17 kilometers you drive across. Mm-hmm. Go go back to that. You haven't had one yet, Damien. I haven't, I have not had a swab yet. Okay. So the first live video I want, Steve Sagu, Josh <laughs> Reed, I know you're listening. The first video I want is Damien crying saying, no, I don't want that in my nose. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, Can- man. I don't cry. <laughs> it, it's this, this test is very easy. Karen, Karen uh, uh, I can't remember exactly when early on in COVID, one of her co-workers tested positive. So she had to go get tested. I had to go get tested. There was this, there was this, this tickly, what was that thing called, love? Well, but it was like eight inches long and they shoved that thing all the way up. And I, yeah. I know it touched my brain and I, I did not enjoy <laughs> that experience one whatsoever. This little thing that they went and did this, and did this, Damon, it's not a big deal. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's just the <laughs> instant one like that. Yeah. Wrap, yeah, wrap they, it. Yeah, it doesn't even okay. go an inch. You'll be fine. Oh, okay. He, he, he said one centimeter. I, I don't know centimeters. You know, I'm in, in inches, but he said one centimeter. Well, there's there's two point five four centimeters in an inch. So well, yeah. So that would but be a half uh, less less than that, half an inch. Yeah, less than half an inch. Um, no, but so and 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 it's good. Like. Uh, sorry, Dave, I, I'm going to cut you off here, but it's good because we're, we're always striving to be that education piece. Um, and now, so we just found out yesterday that Canadians are going to be able to cross the land border into the States. Um, Americans, uh, 
have been able to cross over, uh, provided that they're double vaccinated and stuff. And I know, I, I do know that on both sides of the border, there's people that's not willing to, to do the vaccination and stuff like that. But especially um, our listeners that are down in the States, um, you know, if you think that it's just a quick cross the border, it's not anymore. Like th- there is a fair amount of prep work that you have to put into this. Um, just because you don't want to get to the border and then be stuck there or forced to turn around and go back. Right. Um, in, in Canada to get it in, in my experience so far, anyways, to get that, uh, negative drug test in Canada, it's fairly quick, but we don't have the population that, that you guys have. Right. And, and the same demand of people coming in, trying to get those, get those negative tests. So if you are in the state, if you are stateside and you're looking to come into Canada, you might want to do a little bit of extra research and a little bit more prep time to make sure that you're going to be successful in crossing and crossing the border. Can I add to that? Yeah, absolutely. So Karen's listening to me. I really thought that She's looking at me now. She gave me the glare. <laughs> I really thought that the whole COVID thing, it was going to be very difficult. We were very, again, we were, we put a lot of time and effort to get here. Mm-hmm. My fear was, is I, my, I would get in and she would not have to leave her at the border and come over here for two weeks and she'd have to expand. <laughs> she'd have to thumb her way back to Ocean City. <laughs> yeah. Would be leaving him at the border, and I would take yeah. the dogs and the guns yeah. and leave him. So, so really, they are so not really, stopping Karen from getting that bluefin. So, <laughs> no. the first thing you need to realize, Karen, is that all you would have had to do was say, "I'm from Australia," and they were like, "Oh, oh, you're good then. Come on in, come on in." Oh, no, no, don't worry about that American. <laughs> So, yeah, I was in before he was ever. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, sincerely, I really thought, we and we both thought that the whole COVID thing was going to be a very difficult thing, a very difficult uh, hurdle to challenge. We, we did it. We, we, we did it. Again, we did our test. We did our test tests. Then we did a real test. We had our, we had our three different you know, online uh, paperwork, if you will. My last thought was that my truck was going to get torn apart. Mm-hmm. I thought they would be so fixated on COVID that there would be no issue on that. But because nobody was coming through the border, we were like the only, <laughs> we were the three-legged gazelle. We were the three-legged yeah. wildebeest trying yeah. to cross the river with all the crocodiles in there. And we, you know, I, yeah. I never thought my truck would be torn apart. Well, there's, there's been two years of all those border agents haven't been able to do anything. And they seen you roll in. They were like, training day, here we go. Let's get all these young pups out and start tearing this truck apart. Um, I'm glad, but I am glad that um, that they were friendly. Um, yes. You know, that they were friendly and, and they weren't jerks or assholes or anything like that. They were friendly. Um but seriously, like, come on. It's a little bit of bird dog whiskey. It's a little bit of bird dog whiskey. Come on. Throw, They're just making up for the when that uh, border closed. Yeah. Yeah. Border absolutely. closed. It was just like, get on through, everybody. You're Canadian. <laughs> Come on. I told, story, I told that story twice today here. I said, those guys said, man. Like if we knew that, we would have been loaded to the gills with it. But they, come on, get, get back in. Come on, yeah. get back in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But Damon, so I, I don't know. I don't know if you know what you're in, in store for when you get here, man. Oh, buddy, you have no idea how much we're looking forward. I talked to I talked to Steve and Josh and I said, hey, are you guys all ready? Um, I've been busy and uh, Dave and I, we've got so much on the go right now. Um, so I just messaged those guys last night and I was like, hey, are you ready? And they were like, we've been ready for a month, man. We've got nothing like we're, we're ready. We can't wait to go. So um those guys are absolutely just pumped to be going. They're going to get their first trip out of Ontario to go on, on a hunt this year. Um, their first, I would hazard to say their first big hunt will be um, down in PEI. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And 
you, you live on the salt water. So you'll understand when I went home to Newfoundland this summer for my two weeks, I didn't realize how much I missed the smell of the salt water. Um, so for me, again, I'm, I'm happy to be going to PEI. So for a number of reasons, I've never been to PEI. It's the only province that I haven't been into. Um, I'm going to get to hang out with, with you and Karen and Jeff and, and have a smasher of a time. But I'm also going to be on the Atlantic and I'm going to get to smell that salt water and, and my soul, my soul needs that salt water. So that, that's my biggest my biggest thing, not the downplay, actually getting to shake hands with you, but hey, and you know what? I was so bummed out. I told Dave that I didn't think you were going to get your coin. I thought I got lost in the mail, but you got it. And the last was... time we shipped something to Jeff, yeah, it was the week before Christmas. I send Karen a message over Instagram and I'm like, hey, I know you don't know me. I'm friends with Jeff, kind of, I think. Um, but <laughs> I sent him a package. Yeah. It says it's delivered and he hasn't said or done anything. Like, did you get it? And then she's like, no, wasn't it like March before you got it? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was the shirts and all that stuff. Like, I, I'm pretty sure. Good. I'm pretty sure you dropped four shirt sizes from the time I sent it. <laughs> and getting back to, <laughs> you know, Hey, whatever, buddy. It's still, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, All right, so awesome. look, I, I did text Damon. I said, maybe there's just something like Canada, Ontario to like Berlin, Maryland. Maybe like there's just something, there's some something bad in the air there. It just doesn't happen. But anyways, two days later, it showed up. So, um, which I sort of kind of ruined the surprise because I was so, I was so bummed out that I was like, oh man. It probably just took a long time to get through Texas. That could be. <laughs> uh, so for those that are geographically challenged, if that envelope made it down to Texas and then had to get up to Maryland, the U.S. Postal Service <laughs> needs to recheck their logistics. Dave, I want to tell you something. The only reason Damon said I text him, the only reason I don't text you is I don't have your phone number, man. Yeah, you do. I do. Oh. Yeah. Don't, don't, Jeff, you, it's okay. It's you, okay. me, and JJ. I was trying to get oh. JJ on the show. Oh, man. You, you know what? You are right. You are right. That's, that's a, that's a, so, uh, we'll, we'll have to talk about that one private. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I, uh, I'm horrible with my phone. Um, right now, like my phone's yeah, super busy are. with work and something else going on and then the camp coming up. But like, Starting Monday again, my phone will be disappearing and I will like a guy text messaged me there last week and then he sent me another text message and he showed up at my door tonight at supper time and he's like, Hey, uh, are you mad at me? Like you you haven't been responding to your text messages. Like it's just I'm bad with my phone, man. Hey, all right, Dave. Let me hang up when this is all over. I am Karen's walking around with guns right now. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's probably from the first conversation we had. The hub. Well, Tell me about this thing you don't know about again. <laughs> That's awesome, Dave. Tell me about this thing you don't know about again. That's good. Right. Um, I'm sorry. I met, I missed everybody. Go ahead, Dave. No, no. You were you were talking. I don't know. No, I said when I when I hang up, I'm gonna go. I'm 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 gonna go through my my phone, and I'm gonna no. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna find that message. So, and and I gotta I gotta do a shout out here because I haven't done it yet. And he's a friend of yours, Jeff. And he's he's messaged me. Um, and that's Dana. I, I'm gonna say his last name, but you'll probably correct me. Dana Lovell, is it Lovell? But, yeah. Hey, like it's probably like. Can 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 Carden? Oh, can Carden? Can Carden? Can Carden? Love You guys are talking about seafood and shit. I don't know if you saw in the news, but uh, a rare law. You know those when you go into a grocery store and there's that like water tank and it's got the bubbler going and there's lobsters in it. Yeah, there was a rare orange lobster found in the can Carden Sobies this week. Just throwing that out there. Well, I don't want to burst your bubble, but most lobsters are a, a, a hint of orange. 
No, no, this one, it's actually good. They're sending it to Ripley's Aquarium in Toronto or some oh, shit. Oh, really? I, I looked at it and I was like, I ain't eating that shit. It looks different, right? I want, so growing up on the East Coast, I won't eat a lobster that comes from a supermarket. No. So, Jeff, what is the guide that you're with there saying about the weather conditions, the bird conditions out in PEI right now? How is things looking? First off, although he does have a guide's license, G off, Jeff Wood is a very good friend of mine. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, like, tonight, right out the door here, we got eight up. And I guess I left the door open as we moved everything in, and the mosquitoes were pretty heavy. It's It's been very, very mild. Uh, three years ago, with uh, uh, Drake's Migration Nation, we actually had we had some sheet, sheet water ice in the morning. We had a little bit of spit and snow. You know, it felt it felt it felt like the way the season should be, and you know, I'm always in shorts and flip flops, but I'm 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 very comfortable this evening outside when we were in shorts and flip flops, except for getting bitten by the mosquito. So it's just the general trend is just it's it's kind of mild here, and truthfully, you know, like the, the next 15 day forecast, it's 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 on, you know, highs mid 50 to 60, and then like the lows are like you know the low 40s. That's that's really all they got going on. But they've been doing well, like like we've been oh, seeing yes. pictures of those guys. Like they they're shooting bird, they're killing birds. Like they're oh definitely they're, yeah yeah um yeah. It, good yeah sorry. So to go back, uh, so with my because we're all over the place. That's what we do on this show. Um, so Dana um reached out to me and uh, he was like, "I'm putting a package in the mail for you." I was like, "Absolutely not. You do not need to do that." He was like, "Well, I'm doing it." So um, just give me your address. I'm putting a package in the mail for you. Uh, let's see if it works. And uh, so, um, so his his company, Jeff, is Longline Decoys, right? Instagram at Longline Decoys. Yes. So super awesome dude. Um, never ever met him, but uh, just he's he likes hey. uh, likes the show. And mm-hmm. hey, where's Dave from? Concord. Yeah, so Dana might be from Gulford or Guilford. Gulford, Guilford, Maine, I'm not sure. It's spelled the same way. I just pronounce it differently. <laughs> he has some really nice up. looking decoys, too. Oh, he does. he does. I've been looking at those, and that's now that I got the pit bus out of the way. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, um, boys, um, we're almost to that, that 60 minute mark. Jeff, I know you've had an, a crazy long last 24 hours um you know i i told you do not feel obligated to come on the show tonight i know you're busy uh just getting in getting the dogs aired out um having dinner meeting up with jeff and judy i know you're super busy so we can't thank you enough buddy for coming on tonight um because i know you're extremely busy um and it was great that you did because I get to rub it in Dave's face just a little bit more that I'm going to PEI and he's stuck in Concord. And- Dave, Dave, there's, there is 2022. Oh, buddy, the border's opening in November and I am going to travel. There you so, go. So this is I something. I can't wait. I can't wait to see a video. Damien like this at the front of a boat going and hearing you going. Lead it, lead it, lead it. <laughs> missing. That, that one sounds more time, one more time. One more yep, time. That sounds exactly like how it's gonna go down, too. 100 percent Yep. I, yep. Yeah. I, I took a new guy out the other day and I was saying, lead it, lead it, lead it. And I'm pretty sure I was trying to channel my inner Jeff. Like it was just <laughs> I was I stopped afterwards and I'm like, I'm talking just like Jeffrey now. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's totally how that conversation is going to go down. There's going to be, there's Jeff is probably going to have some big belly laughs at me um, <laughs> when I finally get into the boat with them, um, which is looking fabulous, it's by the way. Be good time. Like I, I, I truly, you know, the, the U S Thanksgiving is, is kind of a tough time for me, you know, like mm-hmm. a, it was it was perfect time for you guys. Like I, I was, it was good. It was going to be a big time it's and when it happens it will be a big time and yeah, we boy. can accommodate six absolutely um 
one thing that you and I need to do, Jeff. Yes, is sir. We, we need, because I have a feeling that you are going to continue to come to PEI. I have a feeling that myself and Dave will continue to come to PEI. So between now and next week, when I get there, we have to come up with a name for, and it's going to be the, we can call it the pit boss, punisher, waterfowl, brands, whatever we want to call it. We just need a name for it because it, I am going to push very hard for this to become a yearly thing um, because I think it would just be awesome if we could mark that on our calendars every year as we, we, we don't, we don't need to mention pitfalls at all. We just, we can call it the PEI event. Like it. And we don't need to mention Punisher at all. The P- well, I'm the not PEI saying that. Hunt. No, no, but it, it's about, it's about promote promoting again. It's about promoting the Island. It's about promoting the area. Mm-hmm. I, I say I like, I much like when, when I talk to Karen, I just think she's in sync with me. So, like, when I start talking about something, she's like, what are you talking about? When I say PEI, I just assume everybody knows. When I say PEI, it's Prince Edward Island. And people, mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you talking about? Prince Edward Island. And when, mm-hmm. I don't want to take up your time. If you, you can cut me short. No, when, go when, for it, buddy. When, with Migration Nation, Breakwater Fowl, Je- Jeff's, Geoff's whole goal was to promote the island. Because mm-hmm. this is yeah. where he grew up. This is where his family grew up. And he wants to show what what to showcase what the island has, and he's like, I, I don't know that a lot of people really know, you know, Prince Edward Island, what PEI is, and, and I, again, I, I say PEI all the time, like people should know, like like they know what I'm talking about, and people like, what are you talking about PEI, you know, and, and so I have to kind of go off it a little bit and say, hey, oh, it's you know, it's the furthest east you can drive in Canada, and you know that 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 whole kind of thing, and it's a beautiful island and potatoes and you know, it's, it's beautiful. And, um, you know, black ducks and geese and it's, you know, you want to, I don't really say, you know, paradise a lot, but I mean, you want to talk about a water fight, water fowler's paradise. That, that is quite what it is, you know? No, we lost Jeff's video. No, there, I got, I, there we go. You're, you're, on, back. you're on mute, Dave. I wasn't um, saying anything. Oh, I thought you were about to say something. So PEI, so listen, get Jeff to, to play you a song tomorrow. It's called Bud the Spud. And uh and Bud. yeah, Bud the Spud. And and he'll probably laugh um when you ask him, but it's uh it's an iconic PEI song. And uh and you'll you'll get a good laugh out of hearing us from one of the greatest Canadian song song songwriters ever. Um Stompin' Tom Connors, so-called P, uh, Bud the Spud. Ask Geoff about it, and he'll have a good laugh about it. Fellas, oh. Dave, um, last word to you, buddy, before we give it to give it to Jeff. Jeff, man, thanks for coming on. I, I look forward to this every time, and uh, we'll keep in touch for sure. Take care of my boys when they're out there. And uh, after they are done, I want you to come back on and tell us about how it went from your side. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Thanks no, lot, buddy. Oh no, that's going to be embarrassing. I can tell. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Uh, Jeff, to you, buddy. So, look, man, we need, we need to promote the Zero, the Union Zero 430 podcast, Punisher Waterfowl podcast to the masses, to the millions that are listening and in attendance this evening, right? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's what we need to do. So, no, man, it's, it's all about promoting. It's all about being positive. And, um, man, I, I just, if for nothing else, I don't look good. I'm, a, I'm an old, fat, white guy that does not look good in a bikini. But, man, I love social media. And I, I, love, I love doing what we do. So, I'm all about it. And, and when Damien, when you were here, this, I, this little table right here, we're gonna have, we're 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 gonna have some big time discussions. I appreciate amongst it, buddy. amongst Canada geese, possibly some black ducks, possibly some, some bird. peach bird dog whiskey. 
and we're just going to have a good time and we're going to enjoy enjoying. A absolutely. We are going to have a good time and, and the birds are, are secondary. We're going to have and, a blast. And always, yeah. I appreciate you, you both and everybody that is Punisher Waterfowl having me on. So guys, thank you very much. Well, the honor is ours, buddy. And, and I've said it to you a million times right from the get go, the very first time that Dave reached out to you and asked you to, to come on our, our little show that we were this crazy idea that, that we had and, and Dave reached out and you were, you were so, so good that, that you came on and, and now you've become a, a great friend and someone that I'm going to, I'm going to personally get to meet in about seven days. Um, so a great big hug will be coming to you. And, um, if you paid attention to the rules that I sent you for the challenge coin, I think you're only seven steps away from your coin. So uh, you better have her on you when, when I meet up with you. Um, with, everybody. With, <laughs> with no holes. With no holes in it. With no holes in it. That's right. Everybody, this is the Union 0430. If this is the first episode you've ever watched, please go back because you're 69. <laughs> 69 episodes before this, and, and we are exactly as advertised. We're not professionals, we're not experts, and we don't pretend to be. We are a group of friends that love one another's company, and we love to hunt birds. Listen, follow us, give us a shout out. If you see Jeff Coates, Pit Boss Waterfowl, Dave, Ryan, Mark, Phil, myself, you see us on the road, Please say hi, because you have no idea how much we love to talk waterfowl hunting. So we'll always make time for you. Please reach out to us. This was episode 70. Um, there will be an episode done from PEI with me sitting next to Jeff Coates. Um, yeah, I'm hoping we can pull that out. Big love, everybody. Until next week. <laughs>